This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast, sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Visit Bemidji. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. We are feeling better and better about getting out on soft water for the opener. One of those pieces of water that a lot of people want to be on is Leech Lake. Chuck Hassey definitely wants to be on Leech Lake by the opener. We'll talk to him about what he thinks is going to happen. We'll also talk all kinds of other fishing topics, a little wild talk, some twins talk, and of course a fast five. It's all coming up. If you're ready to write the next chapter of your life and love the outdoors, Northwest Technical College might be the perfect fit. Northwest Technical College in Bemidji has state-of-the-art technical education and six career paths in the heart of the Northwoods. Automotive, building trades, business, health, child care, and manufacturing technology. We're surrounded by more than 400 lakes and acres and acres of forests. You can be fishing, you can be hunting, and you can be plotting the course of your life all at the same place. The shortest path to your dream job begins at Northwest Technical College, Bemidji's Technical College. Learn more today. Visit ntcmn.edu. This is Mandy Year, and you're listening to Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Well, we're hoping that uh, we'll be able to talk uh, some actual fishing down the road with Chuck, but uh, we're going to talk, I don't know, I guess... uh, potential fishing with Chuck Hazzy today of Leisure Outdoor Adventures. Chuck, good to have you back on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, Kevin. Been a while. Yeah, it has. Uh, you know, there's not been a lot going on. I mean, uh, winter season kind of is at an end. It's awfully tough to get out there. What's left of the ice is really spongy. And, of course, we can't do any uh, early season, uh, you know, uh, soft water fishing either. So we're kind of stuck. It's uh, it's the doldrums. It's... Uh... It's it's the worst time of the year for me. You can't uh, ice fish and you can't open water fish. So what else is there to do? <laughs> right. So what are you doing? Oh, I got some basement projects going on, and you know I've cleaned the garage six or seven times, <laughs> and uh, got the new boat ready to go. So I've been slowly keeping myself busy. How often do you get a new boat? What's your plan with that? I usually get one each year. Okay. Okay. Yep. Um, that's pretty nice. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot involved with that. Um, you know, mainly I, some guys kind of like to to get comfortable with a boat and become become one quote unquote with the boat. So each time you see one go down the road, it can be a little hard. You got lots of rigging and minor tweaks and turns and stuff like that on on anything new. So. There's a there's a process to all of it, but uh, you know I can't complain about running a new boat every year. I guess. <laughs> no, no, you can't. Uh, absolutely. Well, listen, we're we're <laughs> trying to get ready for you to be able to use that boat. Let's talk a little bit about that. I mean, you've been through a lot of openers. You've been through a lot of cold springs. Uh, in your mind, 
what what are the odds we'll be floating around on soft water by the uh, walleye opener yeah i think it'll happen it may, it may not be as soon as as people would like but i mean look at last year for example um we were down to the final seven eight day stretch and people said no way in it it was two nights of a little rain and a little thunderstorm with some humidity and some wind and uh a lot happened in a three or four day period. So, um, my, my dad was actually out ice fishing yesterday, believe it or not. But he said, you know, at least out on the big part of the lake, he figured there was maybe, maybe 20 inches of ice, but it is deteriorating fast. Uh, that sun has a lot of power even at 40 degrees. So I, I think we'll make it, it'll be close again, but, uh, everyone just, just relax a little bit and and reorganize your tackle a couple more times, but we'll we'll get there. <laughs> reorganize a couple times, yeah. Um, here's the thing, you know. I mean, a lot of people always say, oh, "What does it mean?" I mean, if it's going to be a late uh, open, uh, the ice is going to go out right before the opener. What's that going to mean for the walleyes? It really doesn't mean that much for the walleyes. It's more us who are affected by the the late spring than the yeah. walleyes are. Yeah, if anything. Um, you know, fish are going to, they're going to be in their spawning positions. Um, you know, if they, if they haven't finished up spawn, they're going to be, they're going to be in those spawning locations. Um, and then they'll be there maybe an extra week or two this year, kind of similar to how it played out last year. Um, shallow water, you know, depending on the lake, usually a rubble to, to sand transition. Um, I guess a lot of that depends on the lake. If it has a a river, you know, any type of structure like that. But your typical early spring patterns will be the same again. Yeah, you'll be, you know, a lot of people will obviously be using jigging a minnow. One of the things I've been asking guys, and you know, obviously you're in the thick of this stuff too, what's the minnow situation looking like for you? I mean, it's it was not great last year. Yeah, and it, it's not going to be good this year. Um, typically for, you know, for your, for your, uh, your spot tail shiners you need you need sun and you need open water and right now we don't have really too much of either of those so when it does happen i mean they're gonna they're gonna have to trap a lot of minnows we're gonna have to have the exact right conditions um we'll see if that'll happen or not but you know even if we don't have spot tails that early early season um you know, you can still use rainbow, rainbow chubs, or or even a, a good sized fathead, and and you'll have similar success on that too. So, every everyone likes to get worked up about the shiner situation. It it is a it is a deal, but I don't think it's a super major deal. Um, but we'll have to see. Like I said, the the conditions have to be right for the for the trappers to even get them. So it all it all comes down to that. So, um, ice fishing this past winter, what did you see out there? Was the bite good? Was it a little concerning? What happened on leech? Um, you know, the, we, we were able to stay on a perch bite, um, with our rentals throughout the entire winter. So we consider that there, right. Just that a success. We didn't have tons of snow. Um, we probably got more snow in, in March and April than we did during the actual ice fishing season. So um, we didn't we didn't have to beat on equipment as hard as we did the year before. I mean, we still had to make roads and we still had repairs, but 
compared to the winter before, it was it was relatively easy. Um, the walleye bite on on leech was a little slow, but that's that's pretty normal, um, at least on the big part of the lake. Um, lots of traffic. The fish are a little more spread out. So the walleye fishing, I wouldn't say was fantastic, but I don't think that's in any indication of the population of fish in the lake. I think that's just a, a result of a pretty typical winter on leech. Chuck Hansey from Leisure Outdoor Adventures, my guest. We got a lot more to cover with Chuck next. Hi, this is Chuck Hassey on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, doing my part to keep Kev Jackson employed for another year. Hi, this is Dick Beardsley, Bemidji Area Fishing Guide. I'd like to invite you to come to our beautiful town of Bemidji. We've got over 400 lakes in our area teeming with walleye, pike, muskie, bass, and panfish. We're the gateway to the Chippewa National Forest. We've got miles upon miles of biking and hiking trails. Paul Bunyan and Babe the Blue Ox. Fine shops and eateries in downtown Bemidji. Headwaters of the mighty Mississippi at Itasca State Park. Beautiful resorts, hotels, and bed and breakfasts. Visit Bemidji one step further. This is Mike Frisch of Fishing the Midwest, and you're listening to Fishing Paul Bunyan Country. We are getting ready for the opener with Chuck Hazzy of Leisure Outdoor Adventures. Leech Lake is, is a legendary walleye fishery, and, and certainly the walleye has bounced back and had great reports. I mean, I'm, I'm expecting we'll have another fine season on leech. There's no reason to think otherwise. Yeah, we just had our, our Leech Lake, our fall Leech Lake input meeting here. Oh, oh, I think it was the beginning of March. And, um, you know, by all standards, we're still, we're still very healthy population-wise. Um, if anything, you know, the, the angling hours and catch rates are, are down a little bit. And I would say that's more due to the, to the clear water, you know, as a result of the zebra mussels. Um, and a little bit of increased pressure. We're, we're still seeing high numbers of pressure here on leech. So those two things have made catch rates, you know, a little tougher. Um, but I can tell you from the numbers of fish I was seeing on live sonar throughout the year, the, the fish are still there. So that's, that's a good sign. It's just a little trickier to catch them now. So as far as the zebra mussels go, you know, every they're, they're in a lot of lakes now, and everything I hear from the people who uh, are on those lakes is fish are still there, but it hasn't changed the populations. They just are in different spots, and you have to catch them at different times. We're the ones that have to make the adjustment, but the fish are still there. Right, and, and what I've kind of started to, to learn slowly, because I am a slow learner, um, <laughs> Is, is that the zebra mussels themselves, not only do they filter the water, but they filter the zooplankton. And anytime you add, it's, it's kind of like the butterfly effect. You know, the zooplankton are doing something different, so that next size bait fish is doing something. And the next size bait fish is doing something because the smaller bait fish are doing something. And all of that has, you know, some kind of effect on where that bait is or located high water low water towards the bottom towards the top water temperatures have have uh you know mixed uh mixed uh oh what's the word i'm looking for um impact Mm. on on that as well so anytime you're changing the bait you're also changing the fish so it might mean fishing deeper. It might mean fishing 
shallower. It, it's 99% of the time it's going to come down to what that fish is eating and where that bait is located within the system. So anytime you get any little change in, in any of that stuff, it's, it's going to have a, a direct, you know, effect on location of fish. So that's more than anything what I try to keep up on. Um, yeah, it, 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 it's fascinating to me, you know, how things like that change and, and, and how one little thing can change an entire ecosystem. Right. It, uh, it, it could have a result of, you know, something as simple as a, a crayfish movement. Well, why'd the, why'd the crayfish move? Well, because the vegetation in the area moved. Well, why'd the vegetation area, in, you know, why did the vegetation move? Well, because the zebra mussels, you know, have cleared out that area where there once was vegetation. Well, that little change could result in a, in a massive fish movement. So it's, it's trying to put the puzzle together and then staying on top of it. Right. Um, from your perspective, I know you're, you're mainly a walleye guy, but, you know, as far as leech goes, I know that the, the bass numbers continue to be outstanding. Smallmouth bass numbers continue to explode. There's been some big tournaments with a lot of, you know, really nice fish. Uh, so that's happening. We know we've got still got the, the best musky water in, in the area probably on leech. I mean, it's just a lot of reasons to fish leech, whether you like walleyes or whatever you like. I don't think there's any good Minnesota game fish that you can't find on leech. I'm, I'm trying to slowly learn the ways of the smallmouth bass. Um, maybe I need to have Gussie give me some pointers, but... Uh, He's pretty good. Slowly self- <laughs> He, he wouldn't be a bad one to learn from, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, it's an opportunity out here. I mean, the, the smallmouth bass numbers are increasing. The size is increasing. So why not take advantage of it? Yeah. Um, you know, if we can, if I'm on a full day walleye trip and we can, we can get our walleyes in the morning, why wouldn't you want to go catch a 20 inch smallie, you know, on a different part of the lake, that's going to give you a battle, you know, way more than a walleye will so just trying to be diverse a little bit i'm still not smart enough to catch a muskie so i leave that to toby and jeff and pip and hansky and those guys but uh you know slowly just trying to adapt to that change in our system to use it to my advantage yeah i you know the muskie guys that's just a that's just a whole different world it's a different breed they're a different breed they're like goaltenders Exactly. <laughs> well, your lake, Leech Lake, is is one of the first lakes to embrace and celebrate the eel pout. Now it's, you know, the hot fish every winter. People are all about it. Are people still fishing eel pout on Leech? Yes. Yeah? Yeah, and we, we actually, each year, the last few years, we've had a, a really good early season, of all things, uh, early season eel pout bite. Um in the the goose island area and a lot of people are taking advantage of that and then you see again at the end of the year the same thing um we get we get groups of people every year in february that that's what they solely want to concentrate on so we try to accommodate that um but that's becoming more and more popular every year well, I think a lot of, you know, the, the, the thing about social media and and YouTube and and all these sources is you learn stuff that you never heard of before, and, and you see all of a sudden these types of things become very, very popular. And part of it is, you know, you learn how to 
people will show you how to cook and how to prepare them. And, and I hear that eel pout, as ugly as they can be, uh, are also pretty darn tasty. Right. And, and the other thing is, it's a challenge. It's, mm-hmm. it's something new. It's, uh, it's not the norm. It's not the same fish that you've, you know, tradition or, you know, actually conditioned yourself to, to fish for. It's a, it's a new challenge. Um, when I first moved to the area, <clears throat> if you fished walleyes and you stayed out, you know, a couple hours past dark, you were going to catch two or three eel pout pretty much no matter where you were on the lake. Um, the populations are a little less now. Um, again, water clarity, pressure, those types of things have actually made it to the point to where it, it's a challenge now. And it's, it's, you know, the chase and, and all that stuff and figuring out, you know, where and when and how and why. And a lot of people really like that challenge. I mean, some people like that more than, you know, the catch itself. So, um, Again, it's just another great opportunity we have out here in this area. Chuck Hazzy giving us all kinds of good advice and information today. We'll wrap it up with Chuck next. Hey, I'm Jason Rylander of North Country Guide Service. My back sure hurts from carrying Kev Jackson for all these years. This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast, sponsored in part by Bemidji State University. You can pursue your passions with a world-class education in the heart of Minnesota's Northwoods. The drive to acquire deeper knowledge and develop greater wisdom is already in your nature. So join us on the shores of Lake Bemidji. Minnesota's premier Northwoods University can help you make the world a better place than you found it. Learn more at BemidjiState.edu and schedule a tour today. BemidjiState.edu Hi, this is Nate Blazing with the Nisswa Guide League and you're listening to Paul Bunyan Country Outdoor. We are wrapping up with Chuck Hazzy of Leisure Outdoor Adventures. Well, Chuck, I know you're staying on top of everything as a guide and an outdoorsman and, uh, and keep tabs on what's new, what's hot. Besides electronics, any new gear, any new uh, toys that, that you really like? Man, I knew you were going to ask me that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the electronics, like we always talk about, is, is always ever-changing. Um, batteries are, are getting more powerful, but... I guess, man, I'm just trying to think. I really haven't seen anything crazy as far as, as lures or, you know, rods, reels, that type of thing. Um, okay. Man, you, you, got, you got me stumped. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes there's, there's something new that comes out that, that all of a sudden takes the, the world by storm. Like when, you know, puppin' minnows f- first came out, all of a sudden right. uh, even softwater guys were going crazy for them. I just wondered if there was anything out. I hadn't heard of anything either that was, that was real exciting. You know, t- I guess one thing would be there, there's a lot of different manufacturers now, um, you know, that, are, that have dabbled in the tungsten market as, as far as jigs. Um, size, you know, smaller size jigs that, that weigh more, um, they get down to where you want to fish faster. I guess if there's one thing out there now, there's, there's a lot of different companies. I know Northland has a new tungsten jig, um, out this year. And, uh, I've got a few of them. I like to have a kind of a wide variety, but that is, that is one of the main, I guess, new lures, if you will, is that tungsten jig market. Yeah, that is one thing I've heard a lot about is the is the tungsten jig. Uh, do you, do you have any 
insight as to why those are so effective? Um, yeah, I mean, with, with live sonar now, again, we go back to the, to the bobber fishing with the live sonar. Um, what I've personally witnessed is the smaller presentation-type baits um, are, are more effective than a, a gaudier, you know, big hook, big jig head, that type of thing. It's a more natural presentation to have a smaller head on that jig that, you know, still weighs an eighth of an ounce. Um, and it just kind of allows that minnow to, to look a little more presentable. Uh, maybe it's a profile thing. Um, but that would be, that would be my guess. And now we just kind of wait, Chuck. I mean, we're just uh, kind of at the mercy of Mother Nature as to whether we're going to get a week, a couple of days, or have to wait a day or two We have to the opener to get on the water. That's that's where we're at. Hurry up and wait. Hurry up and wait. And, uh, you know, we had we had the Timberwolves for a few games. Hopefully we've got a few days left of the wild. The uh, the, the Twins just, uh, what, they finished four, four out of seven total games from the Yankees. Yep. So. I don't know. Is that a moral victory? I'd give that. I could put that in the moral victory category for sure. That's yep. first time since 2001 they won the season series. Yep, yep. So. The White Sox are are floundering. The Guardians. I think we're still on top of the Guardians, aren't we? Three games going into today. So there we go. Okay. So I mean, there's stuff. Things are looking up. Yeah. Yeah. The the Twins. Uh, I, boy, I, I love their pitching this year so far. They've been really good. We've we've complained for how long about their starting <laughs> pitching, and and now we we seem to have it, or better, you know, longer, longer outings, better starting pitching. We just need the bats to come around a little bit. You can do that. I can do that. We're all doing that. But we we would love to be listening to the Twins on the boat. I think is what everybody in Minnesota thinks is the ideal s- summer spring evening. I can't wait to be out there breaking that motor in. Trying to trying to find a few shallow water crappies and the twins game on in the background. That's uh, that's what we're looking forward to after six seven months of winter. <laughs> that's a fact. Well, we're gonna let you go here soon, but we got to we got to got to give you the fast five. All right, are you ready? I'm ready. Fast five. <laughs> Who's with me? <laughs> yeah. Question number one, Chuck Hazzy, you've been told you're going to purgatory. This means you will be able to fish, but it means you will have to fish on only one lake. I know the answer, but tell us anyway, what lake is that going to be? I don't know. Do you know the answer? I think I know the answer. Maybe I don't. I I really like Lake of the Woods. Well, that's... If I, yeah. if I could only pick one. I'm, I'm on Leech I love Leech Lake. I really do, but I'm on it enough. I think, I think I would go with Lake of the Woods. Well, you have a lot more diversity. You have a lot more area to explore. Yeah, that would uh, that would make Purgatory a little bit better. I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Question number two: Are you a cribbage player? Unfortunately, I am not. I know that's a big L for me. It is. Well, yeah, we got to teach you, man. It's, it's you know, you only need two. People. I have played cribbage. Yeah, I'm not an active cribbage player. Like, I'll play one out of every three, four years, and you have to. Re- I'm that guy you have to remind the rules to and stuff. And then, <laughs> well, Toby, you'll just say, "Okay, you're not playing." Toby or Murph or whoever we're playing cribbage with, they don't, they don't want me in there. They need season pros. 
See now, you're you're the guy I'm not going to take down to my basement to show them my to show my cribbage board collection. You Your custom impressed. cribbage board, right? Yeah. Right. You will yep. not be impressed. I would still appreciate them. You just have to explain the rules to me again. <laughs> okay. Question number three. Put your film critic's hat on here. Which is the best Chevy Chase vacation movie? Oh, Christmas Vacation by far. You're right. 100% right. I mean, the first yeah. one's good, but Christmas Vacation's just epic. Yeah. All right. Question number four. Besides Minnesota waters, where is the best place to fish? Um, I would say the Missouri River system, whether that be North Dakota or South Dakota. Boy, a lot of I, guess, I like the lay of the land, yeah. A lot of big, fat, aggressive walleyes. For sure. Yeah. All right, question number five. Does Chuck Hazzy have any tattoos? I do not. Will Chuck Hazzy my ever? Mom... No, my mom won't let me. <laughs> Wow. Mom still got the controls, huh? She does. I mean, I'm 41 years old and I still have to obey by her rules. I don't I don't know. Well, okay. If mom wasn't looking, would you ever get a tattoo? Uh, possibly. Yeah. Maybe like a cool baseball or something with some flames on it or I don't know. All right. Well, something like that. I'll keep We'll have to keep an eye out next time you see Chuck on the water on leech. Take a look at those arms, see if he's got anything going. <laughs> well, Chuck, if people want to go fishing on uh, Leech Lake with you or, or any lake with you, how do they go about getting set up for the spring and the summer? Yep, you can always call me directly uh, right on my cell. That's 218-289-1383. Or you can call our uh, Leisure 800 number, which is 855 855- L-O-A hook. 855-L-O-A hook. All right. Chuck Hazzy from Leisure Outdoor Adventures. We love having him on the show. Chuck, thanks for taking the time today. We'll talk again soon. No problem, Kev. Thank you. Now we're going fishing. <laughs> Bye-bye, <laughs> <young> country. <laughs>